Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I want to talk about self-reflection and self-correction. What I mean by this is that an individual who is trying to heal themselves from past relationship traumas, childhood wounds, will need to reflect on their the damage that was done to the sense of self and ultimately heal and correct this aspect of themselves. In order to heal from this, from a past that has been less than optimal and ultimately one that has been dysfunctional or abusive, a per- person will need to take responsibility for themselves. Otherwise, if they don't take responsibility for their wounds or their sense of the damage that has been done, they will project it onto others, blame others, deflect responsibility, and ultimately avoid looking at themselves in the proverbial mirror and taking a look at what was done and ultimately Long-term, this pays the price because they will oftentimes uh, create this dysfunction around them with people in their relationships, at work, and ultimately in their life. This is not an easy thing to do, taking responsibility for what others did to them, specifically if it was a parent, because it's hard to see the parent as a perpetrator, uh, whether whether the parent meant to, whether they were conscious of it or not. It's a lot easier to defend the abuser, protect them, uh, or I should say just avoid it and go into denial. Self-reflection includes facing one's vulnerabilities, one's shame, one's self-disgust, one's perhaps distorted views of life, their distorted views of their body image, uh, perceived flaws, and their inner guilt. This is certainly not an easy thing to do. And I can imagine most people will run for the hills from facing and reflecting on their own sense of what was done to them. It makes a person really come to terms with what was done to them, but ultimately the helplessness of childhood and past relationship abuse. But in order to heal, it is imperative to self-reflect and ultimately self-correct. Narcissistic abusers are, uh, I have a podcast on the perpetual state of denial that they uh, live in. Uh, There is a perpetual state of removing accountability for their actions and self. Uh, They make others pay for their inner recklessness and misbehavior, but ultimately their avoidance. Uh, by not facing one's wounds, other people around them in their intimate and personal relationships and at work, and ultimately in their surrounding uh, cast, will be uh, will pay the price for them not paying their uh, for not taking responsibility and self-correcting their inner uh, issues. This is why, in addition, narcissistic abusers always need victims. They need to put the crap of their own sense of worthlessness or their own misbehavior onto others and make them pay for it, punish them. Or, or if they do not have this, these, the surrounding cast, we call this narcissistic supply or victims, let's say the family roles that, are, that each, one, each family member needs to play. If this is not the case, they will oftentimes, if left alone, self-destruct and self-abuse themselves, oftentimes mercilessly. Many uh, people feel that they are narcissists. I get this all the time. I get emails, hey, am I a narcissist? And the reality of the situation is, is that what underneath is, is a, a, what we call a narcissist is an injury to the self. Uh, I have another podcast on this, The Narcissistic Wound. Feel free to check that out. But in order to uh, heal from one's wounds, um, if we were to take the label away from it, it takes, self, it takes uh, I should say, in order to um, heal one's wounds to the sense of self, it, it oftentimes take, takes reaching a rock bottom, uh, a, a place of absolutely needing to face, uh, to face one's, one's own weaknesses. These wounds are oftentimes seen as weaknesses, but it's in order, and which is why oftentimes they're avoided. Uh, hence, oftentimes, until a person reaches a state of absolute needing to face themselves in the mirror or continuing to self-destruct, they will choose to ultimately get help and heal. While this is happening, 
much like an addict, the narcissistically injured individual will be in denial, be running away from their, 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 their inner shame and their worthlessness, and not, not until they reach this, this, um, this state of, of this tipping point, this sense of, if I continue down this pathway, I will destroy myself. Narcissistic abusers go down that road. So what we call a narcissist is actually somebody who has that option to either correct and reflect, reflect and correct and heal, or continue to self-destruct and go into the repetition compulsion and until the next time they face a rock bottom, which is oftentimes much worse. And this is what we are calling a narcissist. But in reality, it's just somebody who refuses to face themselves and deal with their inner pain and heal. Having a narcissistic wound, one must reflect and correct personality uh, injuries or injuries to the self, personality flaws stemming from distorted thinking, usually from childhood abuse and trauma. So it's, in, it's imperative to face one's, not just one's wounds, but also the way they think, their personality. Their, it's the individual's responsibility to look at themselves in the mirror and see what it is about them that's causing other people's harm, other people harm. Oftentimes you see narcissistic abusers feeling out of control and like they are helpless to change anything. They will oftentimes say, it's not my fault that I abuse or I hurt others. This is an, a fallacy in thinking. This is a flawed pretense because every person has the ability to self-reflect and self-reflect. We have free choice. So therefore, an individual who claims victim to their own wounds uh, ultimately is misleading. Now, while it may be an uphill battle and facing it might be very difficult, which is understandable. Having a narcissistic wound is certainly not something to be taken lightly and is not an easy journey to recovery, but nobody can claim that they are simply victimized and therefore have no ability to choose and must abuse. It takes rigorous facing of one's feelings as if they are your friend and not a foe. This is where a person needs to come to terms with their shame, their guilt, their humiliation, uh, their helplessness, and face their feelings. Uh, it takes being vulnerable. Uh, being vulnerable, which is certainly not an easy thing after abuse, it is certainly common that victims will feel that they cannot trust not others, not themselves, not a therapist, not a coach, not a preacher, not a rabbi. Ultimately, they will lose trust, but it stem, a person has to have a certain amount of trust, at least within themselves, so that they can reflect and trust their feelings um, to tell them where the wounds are and ultimately identify uh, what it takes to, to heal. Again, not an easy thing to do, uh, but if this, the, the, if this is not done, ultimately it leads this individual with, with a toxic, a dis dysfunctional, destructive, and oftentimes abusing sense of self and even though the individual may not want to be an abuser, they will oftentimes find themselves abusing or mistreating others because they are still wounded and they are reacting to their wounds. It's important not to project all the wounds onto others and realize that you have to own your projections. You have to own your viewpoints and the way you see the world. It might be stemming from within. I have another podcast on projection. Feel free to check that out where I talk about how the defense of not facing oneself by making others pay and projecting wounds outward. This is certainly not self-reflecting and, and will not lead to self-correcting. So important to reflect on one's sense of self and reflect on one's projections and ultimately how the people around them are taking the behavior of them, of them within. And uh, if they are abusing others, to take responsibility uh, to reflect and ultimately correct. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If it did resonate with you, feel free to like and share. If you have a narcissistic injury, if you are finding it difficult to face yourself, uh, please reach out because this is not an easy thing to do alone. Uh, it's doable, but if you are alone, 
and you may not be able to see your blind spots, your shadow, uh, which is why having a partner, uh, having a group, having a therapist who understands the, the vulnerabilities, who understands your weaknesses and understands that there are, that how difficult it is to identify your wounds of childhood, it is important to, uh, to, to reflect on that and heal within. When you heal within, you heal without. When you heal your wounds, you heal your relationship to self. And then ultimately that leads to healthy relationships with others. I'd be happy to help you along your journey. If you do need help, uh, I mentioned this uh, in, in my podcast that I do work with a mind map therapy system that has been proven uh, personally and professionally to help you identify your wounds of childhood, correct your personality dysfunctional, uh, perceived flaws, but ultimately the, 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 the reactions and the encoding created from wounds of childhood. I want to help you identify them, heal them, and ultimately create healthier patterns within yourself where you're able to properly reflect on your own behavior so you can correct and maintain and sustain relationships that are fulfilling and long-term and long-lasting. So do please reach out. I am reachable at YITS, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. Love to help you identify how I can help you out in your specific case. I also offer a free PDF of Dr. Judy Rosenberg's book. Dr. Judy Rosenberg is the founder and creator of the Mind Map Therapy System. She graciously allows everyone, anyone who's listening to this podcast, to reach out for a free PDF of her book, "Be the Cause: Healing Human Disconnect." So, once again, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, all the best.